a lot of people getting more and more content and that content helped them position, that content helped them distribute the channel, that content helped them connect their audience with the brand features, with the brand product, with the brand services. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about creating content because it's part of the process for any marketing and sales channels. You need to craft great content that will win customers, cover sales funnel, helps your uh, in customer journey and it's very important i remember this quote uh, from seb Godin: content marketing is one marketing left so if you don't bring value if you don't educate your audience it's tough to sell any products and today we are going to discuss more about b2b content creation and i'm so excited to discuss this topic with robert katai how are you Hey man, hey, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I'm not just as fine as you are because you are like just standing in front of a sun with your uh, sunglasses, with your hat. I'm I'm a little bit of envy on you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's only uh, a little bit because if you come here, you can understand this sun, you know, is fierce. <laughs> so, ah, okay. okay. Yeah, got it, it. it can burn your skin. <laughs> but Oh, wow. But you can hide from the sun as well as I usually do. So yeah, I have this cap, I have some glasses, so it helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so. I feel like in, it's like a detective podcast right here. Like we can do some like a detective podcast where nobody knows what where we are right now, what we do right now. We just discuss and uh, yeah. we see what people have to say about all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, people love something. Uh, magic i don't know something like this uh and uh, robert um let's uh, share more about your background experience you spoke on my podcast you brought a lot of valuable insights but i have new listeners who might not know you so tell more about your experience background that can help to learn more about you yeah so uh i have over 15 uh 15 years of experience in marketing the last nine years, um, I worked at Creatopeep and uh, I think that's my second month when I'm full-time uh, entrepreneur. I'm, I'm also the founder of the B2B uh, creator newsletter. And uh, what I'm doing, it's like helping companies, B2B companies, uh, doing, uh, helping with their, with their uh, B2B content marketing positioning and how they can build their b2b audience that's that's what i'm doing right now uh all my life i didn't i i don't have any uh certification in marketing because i don't believe that you can learn like that's only for my perspective but marketing for me it was like just testing experimenting and see what things went uh, bad what things went wrong uh what can i learn from that and all my life i all uh, had like side projects like content side projects that help me just uh, getting more insights in marketing and help me getting more insights and lessons about about marketing. But lately, I went a little bit too deep into B2B content marketing because 
as far as you as like like you said that uh Seth Godin already said that uh what we have right now is content marketing but whenever you do it's like creating the the kind of content that uh attract people and uh, maintain people and also and also convert people in uh in from audience from communities in customers so yeah we have the paid advertising i'll have the performance but that's another topic my main objective is like helping b2b companies understand how they can leverage uh content to to attract attention to build attention to maintain attention and to convert attention okay got it yeah i think about content creation we can discuss a few days without any stop uh, it's a huge topic um, and uh, it's very important to have experience and practice what you preach uh, that is why i usually spend so much time to create content different types of content i played a lot i failed a lot i tested a lot and uh, i won as well so yeah it's very important to know to have this experience mm. uh, Robert, I want to ask about creating the right strategy. Can you tell your methods how to do it? Because what I see B2B companies can open tools like SEMrush, Ahrefs, Google Keyword Planner, Uber suggests, it doesn't matter, just keyword research tools that can list a lot of keywords. But how to choose keywords that will provide results to cover sales funnel? Because I remember one interesting story about Webmaster who lost 400k traffic because Google dropped his ranking positions, but he didn't lose any sales. So you can mm -hmm. imagine he spent so much resources, time to mm -hmm. traffic, but this traffic didn't bring sales. And for me today, I usually pay more attention to traffic value than uh, to getting more traffic. Uh, and it's more important to sell. So tell your methods how to how, choose how the right easy. <clears throat> So every time I'm, I'm when, whenever I'm discussing with B2B companies and uh, it's not just SEO tactics, it's not just social media tactics, not just like content creation. And I'm always asking them like, what's the differentiation between you and your competitors? I, I, I just had a call with, with, uh, with somebody who's having like an, um, let's say like a job board company uh and people and they are uh looking for companies to post their jobs over there and they are uh, robert i'm sorry for a small interruption oh. your microphone can touch uh, i think your body sometimes oh, okay so it, it creates some let's noise. see okay oh but i don't hear you right now you need to unmute yeah if i can oh. talk to the kid can you hear me yeah go ahead like this yeah okay and so I discussed with this person and they said that like they are doing all this content, all this marketing. And, and then we went a little bit deeper and said, okay, what's the differentiator? And we find a few differentiator and I said that, okay, let's double down on that. Let's double down on SEO. Let's double down on social media. Just like, I believe that like the user behavior right now, it's uh, more different than it was like a few years ago, because like a few years ago, you, uh, whenever you wanted something, you, you went on Google and started searching right there. But now when, when, when you want something to know, we all have like different kind of ways to find out the answer. Some of them, some of us are going on, on YouTube. Some of us are going on, uh, on even on using ChatGPT. Like, like we, we just want to see what people are saying and maybe we're going on social media and every time when I'm, I'm having a few a few questions i'm just directing these questions to my few friends that i have 
like in my mind. So, and now that's translating in the B2B uh, companies, it's just like doing SEO is not enough. Like doing just like finding the keywords, getting all these traffics, uh, making people come to your website, that's not enough. Like uh, if they are coming to your website and if they are coming to see like, okay, I love these companies or I, I want to use these, these let's say, uh, these products, like just coming on the website and just coming to, to uh, consume the content, it's not enough. So what's the best deal right now as a company and also as a big company to get like in, in the top of the mind of the consumer? Like just for example, <clears throat> let's take ConvertKit. Like ConvertKit, they are having they are having their uh, email marketing newsletter platform. But the differentiator between them and uh, Mailchimp is that they focus right on the creator part. And now there is the, always the discussion between what kind of newsletter should you use? Should you use, let's say, uh, Substack? Should you use Beehive? Or should you use ConvertKit? And every, every one of them, they are, they are having all these SEOs, keywords, landing pages, uh, and finding out. But in the same time, it's like, okay, what do you want right now? Like, do you want to create like a newsletter where you don't just want to create all these funnels, how people are coming on your website, how people are subscribing or just writing down, you can use, let's say directly come uh, Substack, but maybe you want to use like a tool like ConvertKit where you want people to come to your website, getting like with all these uh, forms and just using these different kinds of funnels. So my main objective is like finding the uh, the differentiator and doubling down on that on that differentiated differentiator point and from that you can double down your keywords your your social media strategy your youtube strategy and that's very interesting because like the keyword strategy is very different than the youtube strategy is different than the social media strategy and now social media like before it was a lot of media and less social but now it's more social and less media like if, if you want to if you want to build your your brand on social media you, you gotta you gotta optimize your your content for conversation for engagement you can't just like writing all this all this stuff down putting down that link and and wait for people to just come and click on that link like the the blue link is not working anymore so that's why i believe and i know that all these uh, professionals and experts are talking about the importance of the brand and yes the importance of the brand it's important but how people are getting in top of your in top of their mind when they have a problem and they want a solution and if the if your company is right there then now you're getting a, are getting a good job and yes all these i believe that you know uh anatoly i believe that we are right now in a position where only the discussion about SEO, only the discussion about social media, only the discussion about paid advertising, PR, uh, I don't know, press and everything, it's unrelated. Like everything, like, and they are contextual. Like when you're like a early stage startup and you don't have money, you can rely on no money uh, content creation that's engagement. And people don't want just follow a company they want to connect with somebody that is having a point of view that is having like a, a position about something and then there the founder is coming and starting talking about that's what i'm thinking about like what you guys are thinking about and 
the the CEO from Databox, like he's having like a multi-million dollar company and he's posting daily on LinkedIn because he said that he needs these feedbacks. He wants to test some message. He wants to evangelize the product. So now you have this CEO, like it's using his LinkedIn as a channel, as a funnel, like you can, you can name it whatever you want. But in the same time, they are having their also big data box as a brand because people are working there. So now marketing, it's very different than it was like a few years ago because you can't have you can't have like a sustainable marketing if you also don't have like a sustainable uh, organic content, sustainable paid content. And eventually, uh, the guys from the Marketing Against the Green podcast, they said that when you're starting like a fight in the in the paid advertising industry, you the one who will win is the one who's getting more money in the platform in the in the platform. Like if you if you want to burn all your money and you know that you're the biggest one, you you can win in that. But it doesn't it it that doesn't uh, give the chance to the other company to also win. So if you don't have the money and you don't if you don't have the resource, then you have the content. And now when you and the way you created the content, like engagement, all this social media. And uh, yesterday I thought about an idea. Like we are thinking a lot about distribution on a very uh, wrong perspective. Distribution is only like posting visuals, posting links, all these channels. But distribution, Anatoly, it's like engagement in social media like if you want to get more distribution you get to you you need to get into the conversation you need to make people like hey this guy is coming into conversation and he's coming with a relevant comment that because that's helping the conversation getting more insights yeah love it awesome so i don't know if i answer your question but that's a very <laughs> interesting uh, question yeah short long answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome and uh, yeah, you remind me when TikTok appealed and many big brands were skeptical about this social media because it's only for kids. And today, a billion dollar companies, B2B companies can jump on TikTok to, to create content on the social media. And um, I cooperate with some brands and they told me we need to find the way how to get traffic and sales from TikTok because our competitors can do. It's not like uh, for kids. And I agree. Um, and I disagree when someone can tell SEO uh, is never dead. I think everything has the end, including SEO. And uh, I can share a few examples from my personal experience. For example, I decided to buy Tesla in uh, Florida. And uh, I searched on Google can I use this um, self-drivers feature in Florida? Because in all states, it's different law. And uh, I searched on Google. I spent like five minutes. I couldn't find the answer to simple question. Then I opened Bart from Google and got this answer for a few seconds. Uh, the second time I decided to uh find which documents i need to open a new business um and i searched on google as well uh spent like uh, 20 minutes i couldn't get a simple answer i need a list of documents i don't need anymore and um then i asked on chat gpt and got answer for a few seconds i think uh when customers can understand that chatbots can 
reply to these questions much faster, uh, content creators who create content with the goal to get SEO traffic will be in trouble. Uh, because uh, probably today chatbots are not ready to replace all questions, all keywords, but uh, it's only the beginning of the journey. And SEO, in my opinion, will be dead. <coughs> of course, it takes time. It takes probably decades uh, to uh, change habits. But uh, today it's important to start thinking about other channels, as you mentioned. You, you need to combine. SEO is still strong. Uh, still brings more traffic than any other channel, but I'm not sure about the future. Uh, I don't know how uh, the future will be if Apple is going to launch augmented reality, this headset, <laughs> so many things will change. We have TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels. Uh, we have uh, various channels, and I, I completely agree with you about br uh, brand recognition. For example, Forbes uh, started before digital. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all these brands started before digital. If they lose SEO traffic, they will be fine because they have strong brand recognition. People want to uh, consume content from these big publications. And mm -hmm. all of them pay attention to different channels, various channels where you can cover your uh, buying persona. Yeah, uh, I love it, love it. I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about creating high-quality content. It's subjective. You know, uh, I uh, can ask, for example, uh, on ChatGPT, please write me article about something like this. I can get reply for a few seconds, but it's generic. Um, I usually use AI tools to craft my content, but I never rely completely to these tools. In most cases, I can write a bad copy with a lot of grammar mistakes without logical structure, and I can use editing on ChatGPT to craft my copy, and uh, we use PR as one of uh, link building strategy, and it's interesting. We got mentions on CNN, uh, Bloomberg, Dow Jones after editing on ChatGPT. So basically, I wrote a bad copy with um, because I collect data myself and uh, just edit without lo losing any uh, insights from my bad copy. Can you tell your methods how to craft this content? Okay, we have B2B companies, brands we want to promote. We need to use different channels. But how to craft content that will bring traffic, engagement, sales? <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> start with what you have. Mm -hmm. uh, what does this mean? Is you Everybody have like an insight. Like an insight, like an idea, like a perspective, like... Uh, let's take for example. <clears throat> let's take for example. There are companies that are having insights about about their industry in a certain way, in a certain in a certain place. Now, getting all these insights, and it doesn't have to be like an SEO related insight. Like you can start with something that that you really believe, and from that you can start creating content. And how I see it, it's a it's a flywheel of attention. First, you you attract attention, and you choose and you choose the channels where you can attract attention. Like, can you attract attention? Let's say uh, on social media. Can you attract attention? Let's say on different podcasts, webinars. Can you attract attention? Like, get all these attention. Like, people should should get notified that yo, this guy, the perspective, what this guy is saying, like or like this girl is saying, is very interesting, and we want to know more about that and from that 
all you have to do is just like maintain that attention. Like uh, Caitlin Bourgon is talking about the unignorable content. Like how can you create that unignorable content so people can't ignore you, can't ignore your brand? Like let's take for example, uh, okay, uh, let, I, I'm just thinking about, okay, there is this, uh, this SaaS company, Hockey Stack, Hockey Stack. And what, they, what they've done, they stopped all their uh, paid advertising and all their C-suite uh, guys like CEO, CTO, uh, the CRO, CMO, and everybody started doubling down on content. And from that part, they started getting more traction on their brand because their people, they were like the creators of their companies and they started getting more traction uh, they start uh, behaving as a distribution channel for their company. And it's get like a lot of win for their brand. And now their brand is also having their brand's audience, their employees' audience, and now they're also having the paid advertising. So they triple down the distribution. Whenever you have like you're starting something as a company or your companies, they are every time that company is having like a point of view. And from that point of view, you can start building out. But you know what's interesting? Because what I saw lately is that, and uh, Alex Antolino said that he's the a former creative director for Typeform. He said that uh, we are living in a world where faces are the new logos. And for me, that was very interesting because I don't like to interact with the brand. Like, I don't know when was the last time when I went in an intercom and waited for that chatbot to reply me something back. Like, I really want, I, I want, when I have a problem, I want to discuss with a human. I want to socialize with somebody who can understand my problem, who can understand how to solve my problem. And from that part, I'm starting getting more interesting, let's say, insights about creating a B2B creator distribution channel, like uh, investing in your in-house creators and making them part of the company as a distribution channel with, with Kama, not just like, hey, now you have to get all this content and put it on your on your on your LinkedIn page or a Twitter page or your Facebook page, like you should have your own point of view. And people and founders and CEOs and the entrepreneur should have this point of view because getting all these point of view, people will start interacting with them because because personality it's bigger than personalization. And the CEO from HubSpot uh, had this amazing uh, speaking uh, point while they had the inbound 2023. Uh, and she said that people don't want to search anymore. They want to social more. People don't want to get personalized ideas and personalized, let's say, uh, queries. They want pers uh, personality. Because I'm discussing with a human, I'm sick with all these bots, all these, let's say, answers get from a platform that somehow tried to made it for me because they understand the platform. So, <coughs> sorry, what I'm saying is that every brand should have a point of view about the industry. And how can you have a point of view? You can have like, you understand the, the problem in the industry, your product, your brand, your service is can be the solution. And then you have like an enemy. Like what's your enemy in that, in that company? 
Uh, yesterday I had a discussion with with a company that they want to start a, a podcast. And while we discuss, I find out like, great, that's your enemy. Now we can do that podcast and discuss against that topic. And people will they want to be in a in a place where you have a point of view, you have an idea, you have like a personality, and you also have a perspective, a reality perspective about the contest, about the industry. And from that part, you can start build your own brand. You can start build the company brand. Let's say, let's take for example, uh, Spark Toro. Like for Spark Toro, Rand Fishkin, he already had his personal brand, but then he hired Amanda Natividad. Nobody knew who was Amanda. Like, but then she started like creating content and she started talking about zero-click content, permissionless content. Edward uh, wanted her to talk about zero-click content. Uh, Maven created a course where she had the cohort about the zero-click content. And now Amanda, she just like coined out the idea on the zero-click content. But what's zero-click content? And I think we discussed uh, in our last discussion that the zero-click content is when you create content not just to get people from one platform as a social media platform and get on your website. Just create the kind of content people can start engage on that. But she used the way uh, you wanted to understand your audience Spark Toro features. Like, okay, what kind of content should you create to be zero-click content? Where, first of all, you have to understand your audience. And what tool should I use to understand my audience? Well, that's Sparktoro. And guess who's was who was hired at Sparktoro? It was Amanda. And now Amanda was, as I can say, as a distribution channel for Sparktoro. And in that way, Sparktoro started getting more and more traction. And now we have Amanda, and now we have Rand Fishkin, the two person who started building a brand for Sparktoro while they started, while they continue building their personal brand. And we, we see that a lot of people getting more and more content and that content helped them position, that content helped them distribute the channel, that content helped them connect their audience with the brand features, with the brand product, with the brand services. Yeah. So that's my that's my take right now. I don't know what's tomorrow because nobody know as you said. That's very interesting. You said that nobody knows what will happen tomorrow. And that's the funny and and that's the most interesting thing. You can't say that SEO is dead or will die. You can't say that paid advertising is dead or will die. You can't say that I don't know social media. Nobody knows that. The only thing we can do is just read the signals. And one signal is that People are getting more important than brands. A few years ago, nobody, we all wanted to have our logos for our names, for our, for our faces. But now people, we want to interact with people because we are somehow sick of these brands. And there is this guy, he's a, he's a multipreneur. He's having a lot of companies. He changed the logo from their uh, Twitter profile with his CEO's uh, faces. And he got more followers more DMs and more leads. So one of the signals that I'm reading here is that faces are more important than logos. Yeah, awesome. Valuable, valuable. Uh, Robert, I want to ask one question uh, about the topic that I disagree 
but it doesn't mean that I'm right. Um, let's find out <laughs> the best way. Um, you mentioned it's important to to create content for different marketing channels, SEO, social media, paid marketing. But um, what about uh, focusing? I found that it's important to focus. Um, for example, um, I remember when I decided to grow my LinkedIn profile and I tried to create content for Facebook, uh, Twitter, today X, um, Instagram, even TikTok, almost everywhere. But uh, then I switched my attention to LinkedIn uh, and my results increased a hundred <coughs> times. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I usually get like five, 10 followers when I was everywhere. Then when I started to grow on LinkedIn, I get uh, 300, 500 followers, uh, a lot more engagement, uh, a lot more uh, likes, comments, uh, sales. Uh, and I think it's important to focus, especially when you have limited resources. Um, and um, I know uh, from my personal experience, even big companies, uh, uh, because I help some clients in investing trading niche, we compete with companies that cost a billion dollars, we did it in weight loss niche, uh, uh, and we uh, didn't try to use resources everywhere. Uh, I think even big companies have limited resources, and uh, but some channels can bring a lot more results. Uh, when we pay attention to these channels, we can get these results. Uh, I'm not sure, of course, uh, things can change. For example, SEO can change, uh, uh, LinkedIn can change algorithms. Uh, we saw many times on Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok. That's okay. It's part of the process when something um, changes, you need to adapt to find another way. But anyway, uh, I want to ask about focusing. If uh, I focus to specific channels for specific projects, I get great results. If I cover a few channels, even a few channels, uh, repurposing content, uh, adapting content, I can lose results in one specific channel where I pay almost all attention. So tell your insights how to do it right if we need to cover many channels, but how to do it right with limited resources. Well, my friend, you just asked the right uh, guy because this year I stopped one of my uh, projects that I've been building for four years right now. Like I, I stopped my, my local podcast. Uh, I already had like almost 200 episodes and uh, that podcast was monetized and it also got me a lot of traction. But I somehow felt that it needed to be stopped because I can't do it like anymore because I saw the insights and I need something like a new challenge. And also, I also organized this year in, uh, in May. Yeah, I also organized in May or March, I forgot, an, an event, a local event where I had around 250 people came. It was a marketing, it was a marketing conference. And I needed to stop them because I wanted to focus all my attention on this newsletter, the B2B creator newsletter that will also get uh, some insights and in helping people how to, uh, how to create their company to uh, cultivate their own internal creators. So I needed to stop them to give more time for me and to give more space to create this kind of project. And from that, I was like, okay, 
which one is the platform where I want to build, right? And again, I'm getting back to the idea on the attention flywheel, like attracting attention. And I'm attracting attention with different kinds of content that people are publishing on LinkedIn. And I'm publishing these visuals that are somehow for the B2B, for the marketing industry. Yeah, there are other people that are creating these kind of visuals, like how is Janice Ozolins, how is uh, Hannah, how is uh, Milanis Robert, and, and all these guys. But there are every, every one of them are different in their industry, but they are all creating visuals. And I'm creating visual, these kind of graphic visuals, and publishing them on, on my LinkedIn. And I'm attracting attention with them. The next step, what I'm doing, it's people are interacting with it. People are commenting on it. People are interacting with me. I'm getting more followers. Next step, what I'm doing, it's I'm trying to maintain that attention. What does this mean? It's creating that consistent content, creating that relevant content. I don't believe in the quality content, but I believe in relevant content. So what's relevant? It's what do you think that it's quality for you, but doesn't have to be quality for the other one. It's relevant content for you in a more contextual perspective. And from that, I'm building attention, I'm attracting attention, I'm maintaining attention. And next step, it's like I want to convert that attention. How I'm converting that attention? Right now, I'm building my email list because I'm sending every Saturday an email with a deep dive uh, about the B2B creator. And I'm publishing on my on my on my newsletter a deep dive in 2,000 words about how this creator is getting is building his audience or her audience. How it, this creator is getting more traction on the way they are creating content. How like uh, a few weeks ago I discussed about how Sahil Bloom is creating a creator-led company and he's uh, working along with Hunter Hammonds. And I asked Sahil and he then redirect me to Hunter and he answered all my questions. And now I'm having this, this, uh, this essay on how they are building their creator-led company. And now just think about that. I'm, I'm just converting all this attention, all these visuals. I'm just attracting from, from LinkedIn, maintaining, like commenting, replying, engaging. And then I'm trying to convert them in my newsletter. So and if they believe me, if I build their trust, if I, I, I tell them like I'm doing that and you can also get in your inbox all my newsletters, all my issues like uh, sending directly to uh, for you, not relying on social media. And people, if they like it, they will give me their email. And, and uh, it's really helpful for me right now. So what, what I'm saying, it's focusing on only one channel it's a good way building your rented audience on a channel that's a good way but then what's the next step on how you can convert that an odd on your own audience like don't rely and the, i know that joe polizzi said that you don't have to build your rented don't build your house on a rented land because you don't know what will happen on that land so yeah. use that land to build a, a, a rented audience and from that understand how you can convert them to be your own audience. Because like an email list, you can, you can just download the CSV. Let's say the CSV is not working. So you take your pen and your paper and you start writing all the thousands of emails, but that nobody's taking from you. And that's why right now, 
uh, a newsletter, an email list is so important. It doesn't. And what's interesting is that you said that you started getting more traction on LinkedIn. Well, right now, LinkedIn it's getting more and more attention in the B2B industry. And a lot of B2B companies and a lot of B2B marketers and the B2B industry is getting more traction because marketers are getting more smarter and they don't just want to let's build demand generator. No, we want to get more audience because having a bigger audience, it's getting us the predictability on building, on sending, on selling something. So that's why I believe that, yes, you should focus your, your, your resources on one channel, maybe have like two channels. Like you can start, I'm, I'm having my, my LinkedIn, but I also pu publishing on, on Twitter and connecting with them. My buddy Kyle Adams, he's building on Twitter, but he's not building on LinkedIn. So it's a different, it's a different perspective. And what, but don't stop there. Try out to understand how can you convert that attention from a rented audience to an own audience. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, and um, I agree about email list. It's important to collect emails. Whatever channels you use, you need to collect emails because most sales are coming from emails. And remember when Brandin said about his email list that uh, he tried to monetize backlink.com when he owned this blog, uh, then he sold this blog to SEMrush, but he tried to monetize different ways, uh, but 99% of all sales are coming from email list, <laughs> not yeah. from uh, traffic. So yeah, uh, <coughs> it's important to build uh, relevant email list uh, to give a strong reason to your audience to subscribe because people don't subscribe if they don't feel to get value buying emails doesn't work uh, forget about that it's better to uh, get real people uh, who are related to your sales funnel robert um, let's talk about your experience i asked this question before but um, for me it's important to ask one more time for new listeners and uh, for someone who uh, is considering ai today um, and uh, for example when ChatGPT appealed uh, since then uh, five percent of marketers according to data lost their jobs uh, content creators some lost their jobs big companies mm -hmm. can uh, cut some people uh, in content creation process because of ai and uh, you know i did it as well mm -hmm. i stopped cooperating with uh, translators I stopped cooperating with uh, some editors. It's not like I completely uh, quit on these directions. Uh, not. I, I just minimize my uh, spending on that because I can get much better results and much mm -hmm. faster results with AI. Yeah. I tested them. We got mentions on CNN, Forbes. It works. I tested uh, my translations. We got traffic from Arabic countries, uh, Japan, uh, Turkish, many countries. It works well. Before that, I spent so much time to find specialists who can translate. Uh, that was important to understand if they know the topic. Uh, that was tough to estimate their real skills. But today I can do almost everything with AI. I just asked GPT and I'm sure about the quality. Uh, and uh, even having the process, I found that AI can do this job much faster. And 5% um, lost 
their jobs. I'm not sure about the future, but uh, <clears throat> since AI appealed, I, I only increase my revenue. I increase a lot because I adapt to AI. I create a lot of content with AI. I uh, update my tools with AI. I help my customers with AI. And I think uh, it's not that AI can replace human beings. It's because some human beings who adapt to AI can replace other <laughs> human beings who can ignore AI. And uh, before Terminators will kill all human beings, we have time to adapt to AI, to use this tool. Uh, I want to ask you, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in digital marketing, B2B content creation. Uh, but you know that AI appealed. It's important to adapt AI in your content creation process. What will you do today if you started from scratch? I will start building my audience. Like uh, what, what, I, what I will do is like, okay, I'm starting in digital marketing and uh, I will start using Twitter and LinkedIn and see who is also working in digital marketing. And you will go on these lists, like who are the top 20, who are the top 15 uh, digital marketing experts. And you will follow them. And then you will just go on their website, go on their profile and just connecting with them. And from that, you will start getting and creating your own perspective. And from that, you will start like creating your own perspective is like creating content creating engagement, creating a network, like just starting out and doing something. Even if it, even if you don't have experience, you just want like, okay, let's, let's give you an example. Your work, you want to work in digital marketing and digital marketing, let's say it's a big industry. Like for example, there is the SEO, there are the visuals, there are, there is YouTube marketing. You can be a, a thumbnail designer, you can be a headline copywriter, you can be wherever you want. And let's let's take, for example, you want to be a copywriter in digital marketing. And you are, and you are, let's say, uh, competing, competing with AI, right? With ChatGPT. So what can you do to get a job? And it's very easy. You go follow all these all these uh, specialists, all these marketing specialists, CEOs. What, what nobody's talking about is that creators also need digital marketers. The, the, and I'm not just talking about the Mr. Beast and the Logan Paul. Like if you are, I don't know if you heard about this guy, Stephen Bartlett, who's having the, uh, the, the Diary of a CEO podcast. Like, and he's having like a few guys and a few girls in his team. And he's having a marketing director. He's also an entrepreneur. He's having his own agency. He's an investor. But he's having his own podcast. And that marketing director is working directly for him. So she is not an assistant. She is not a virtual assistant. She doesn't make like for him coffee and everything. She's the marketing director of Stephen Bartlett. Like Stephen Bartlett is having like two times a podcast per week. He's having like, a, I don't know, three or four million people are following him on uh, subscribers on YouTube. He built his massive audience and now he wrote his, his book. And what she's done, she created like a marketing campaign for that book and how they manage it to get all the UK influencers and the UK and the US influencers talk about his book while creating an interesting campaign without having any money. 
So digital marketer doesn't have to be only for brand. You can also have to be, you can also work for a, spe a specific creator. What, what can you do as a copywriter? Let's take, for example, that creator or that, let's just say that digital marketing expert, it's building his own YouTube channel. He wants to build his own YouTube channel. So what are you doing? You're just going there and just trying out to rewrite the headline that can get more traction, the, to, to rewrite the description, to just go there and just try to, hey, I rewrote like a free description. Here's, I, I just went to all your 300 videos and I observed that you're using this pattern, that you're repeating this word so many times, that you, you are using this headline in this perspective. Like, here's what I can do for you. I can do it for you. Like, I can rewrite all the headlines for free for one month. And if you like it, you can test it out. If you get more views or more subscribers, we can talk about the pay. And then, because you have the intentionality and because you also saw that these patterns, like you can't get all these headlines, all these descriptions, all these comments, put them on ChatGPT and you say, find me the patterns. What kind of pattern should the ChatGPT find? Find a, a copywriting style pattern, a problem pattern, an SEO, what kind of pattern? From coming with that idea, what does this uh, director that the, the marketing specialist seeing in you is like, you're having the intentionality. You took the time to get inside that he doesn't have the time to do that. And you are doing the work that nobody's willing to do because everything they want to do, just like publishing content, publishing content. So you, we are living in a world where it's, you can't say that's impossible to work. All you have to do, just do the work that nobody wants to do. Like take, for example, I, so uh, that's an example I, everybody, uh, every time I'm talking about. Like a few years ago, I was reading an article from Ryan Holiday, the guy with the Daily Stoic and everything. I was reading an article like, do the things that nobody's willing to do. And I was like, okay, what does this mean? Just like try to be the canvas and help others get more, something more. So I went to Noah Kagan and I was looking at his videos. And I saw that he was in partnership with Exploding Topics. And I told Noah, and I, I was like, okay, here's the videos, here's the partnership with Exploding Topics. What does this mean? This means that he's building his YouTube channel for me because he's, he's consistent with his YouTube. This means that Exploding Topic paid him money to get the brand recognition, to, back, to get, I don't know, some views, likes, whatever. So, and just like publishing on, on uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, just like publishing on YouTube, it's not enough. So what I've done, I took his YouTube channel, I took his YouTube video, I created like 10 slides, Instagram carousels, and it was like a three years ago, something like that. I made it for Instagram and I also explored it as a PDF to be published on LinkedIn. And I sent to him and I was like, hey, Noah, I made this for you. If you like it, you can publish it. If not, that, that's okay. And he was like, that's great. Let me talk with my assistant. And I was like, okay, so you have an assistant. Now I have free insights. You, you are building your YouTube channel. 
you are working with partners and you're having an assistant, but you're not doing anything without your assistant. So what I can do, make your assistant an easier job. His assistant uh, replied me, I will love it, we will publish it. They publish it. They publish it on Instagram. I get a few followers. But then he published it on his LinkedIn, mentioning me. And in that way, I received like five requests from other executives, other marketing directors who said, we love it. Can you do that for me too? Mm-hmm. I will pay you. And I was like, no, it was just an, a test. So uh, what I really believe, Anatoly, is that when you're starting right now, you and the idea on thinking outside the box is very simple. You can do that if you want. Like, just think about a, a digital marketer who wants to start working in marketing, just getting to you and, hey, Anatoly, you are doing amazing work with your podcast. What you are doing, it's it's great. Let me help you getting more traction on your podcast because you want to build your audience and because you want to get maybe more clients. But that's one situation. But if that if that beginner will start and just send you an email, here are the four videos I made for you. Check them out. If you like it, you can publish it or not. It's more intentional and you will work better with that guy instead of, hey, I want to work for you for free. What can I do for you? I don't want to, I don't want to take time to think about what should I give you to work. Yeah, love it, love it. I agree. You unhided some of my secrets right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember about um, rewriting headlines once I got a new client, a big client in weight loss niche. And uh, he asked me, can you uh, provide results for a month? Um, in SEO, it's tough. It's almost impossible, especially in weight loss niche. But luckily, this project has traffic, 100K. Uh, and what I did, I rewrote titles and descriptions because almost all of them were written for the sake of having them. <laughs> Nothing special. And we increased traffic two times in month. Uh, I, I was surprised too. And I got a huge contract with this client. Uh, we worked like uh, two and a half years uh, on this contract. Uh, and uh, I got like 40% of all payments that all my, all my clients uh, pay with this contract uh, that was good money and uh, yeah i think uh, it's important to pay attention to headlines as you mentioned and i know mr beast for example on youtube uh test different thumbnails and um, if i remember correctly the number like he uh, spent six million dollars to craft these thumbnails on his videos uh, and the last time he uh, spent 150 thousand dollars for one thumbnail because mr beast uh, if he has attractive thumbnails he can get like plus 50 million views it's a lot people don't know what kind of video is it but if you uh this thumbnail can take your attention yeah it works well um i don't recommend to spend like 150 thousand dollars like mr beast because he has this money but you can test and play with that as well with headlines many other things yeah I love it. Agree. Well, Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, he's now in a way that he's maintaining the attention and converting the attention. Like all these years, he just built the attention. But now with the with the Squid Game, he get all this attention, and now he's just maintaining the attention and and converting the attention, converting the attention into other other businesses like Feastables, like other channels and everything. Like 
he's in this attention flywheel, get, attracting attention, maintaining attention, and building attention. Yeah, yeah, agree. And uh, what I like in Mr. Beast, uh, if you read his biography, history, you can see he has patience. Yeah. He couldn't get results for 18 months after publishing content on YouTube. So yeah. 18 months, he got uh, first 1,000 subscribers. Today, he has 200 million subscribers. And um, uh, I spoke with a few great influencers on social media, and most of them uh, told me that uh, they spent like many years yeah. just to acquire experience. Yeah. Uh, one one um, influencer, uh, he spoke on my podcast that he spent like 15 years when SpaceX appealed. Uh, he created a lot of content, but all results came after YouTube Shorts. So he increased his subscribers to a few millions with YouTube Shorts, but he couldn't do it without this experience, without yeah. patience to go ahead. Yeah. So it, it's important to be patient, especially in digital marketing, because I don't know how to become an Instagram over, uh, over, uh, star overnight. Yeah, it takes time, you know, <laughs> to acquire experience. <laughs> and Every, everything takes time. Everything yeah. takes time. If you yeah. want to create a sustainable company, sustainable brand, sustainable e even paid marketing, you know, yeah. uh, I see when uh, people can complain, SEO takes time. Okay, show yeah. me how to do it in paid marketing uh, fast. Uh, I know companies that lost 500K because of uh, paid marketing campaigns to get zero leads zero so uh i think you need to be ready for paid marketing as well to create the right sales funnel to create the right landing pages uh to stand out from the rest to cooperate with experts who can uh monetize your traffic you know to create the right traffic so yeah it doesn't matter what kind of channel you you, you need to have patience and experience and yeah. robert i have my final question about the future I want to ask you to take your crystal ball and let us know what kind of future will be in digital marketing, especially B2B. Man, I don't know. <laughs> and I think that nobody knows for what's the future. What we all we can do is just like reading all the signals around us and just trying out to see like if that signal, if I'm starting working on that, will I get to my uh, purpose? Will I get to my objective? So I don't believe that just jumping and chasing trends it's something that will help you build your company help you build your b2b marketing b2b uh, seo whatever so uh just read the signals around you and see if that signal will be around like after two years four years five years but you don't know so i believe that <clears throat> chasing trends will kill your objective but what you have to do is just like having patience like you said and uh trying to understand what the objective of your company and how can you get to that objective in not like a faster way but in a more sustainable way and if like creating reddit posts every day and getting on them because there's your audience get there and try reddit not because somebody said that they get like 500 customers in a day because they created a reddit post no but if there is your audience you can try right there and uh what i can say right now is that i really believe that in that companies should also invest in their employees to be as an in-house creators 
and to be, uh, let's say, as a B2B creator for their company. And I wrote about it. I'm writing about it. I believe that it's not a trend. It's something that I see it's happening. It happens at uh, at SparkToro. It happens at ConvertKit. It happens at Demand Curve. It happens at Hockey Stake. It happens at Vistia. They having their own creators, not paying influencers. They're having their creators that are building their own audience and connecting their audience with the company. It's not a trend. It's something that I see that it's happening. And all that I'm doing is just, uh, just like underlining this idea. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I agree. Love it, love it. Future is unpredictable. I know yeah. from my crystal ball because <laughs> I tried a few times. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. I um, played with crypto. Uh, I got mm. the feeling that crypto will go up. It went down. Then when uh, <laughs> I lost some money on that, but uh, I don't worry. Uh, I think uh, I never put all eggs in one basket, but I know one thing, very important thing. You need to adapt fast. Whatever happens, you need to adapt because if AI appealed, you need to jump on AI. If uh, some marketing channels change, you need to adapt. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. when marketers lose jobs because something changed, uh, because mm -hmm. they don't adapt. And when you adapt, yeah, you, you will be fine. Uh, and marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital. So if augmented reality will come tomorrow, if you have experience to create content with SEO, short videos, you will be fine in augmented reality at any other environment. Just acquire experience and adapt fast. Robert, it's a big pleasure to get on my show. I love it. So valuable. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. People can follow me on LinkedIn. Keep up. People can follow me on Twitter. And the best way is just like follow me on LinkedIn. Write me over there. It's Robert Katai, or you can subscribe to my newsletter, the b2bcreator.com, and you can you can write me an email over right there. So thank you. Awesome. Anatoly, thank you again for, for inviting me to this podcast. It was it was amazing. All your questions were like directly into the into the heart of a B2B marketer. So you've done a great job. And again, I'm envy on you because you're in that amazing. <laughs> amazing i just saw like a squirrel in your back and uh, just like looking in my back and i have a few paintings so i'm just i'm just envying on you right now <laughs> yeah so yeah i like florida so that is why i'm here <laughs> so enjoyable place and uh, i just want to say to anyone enjoy your time whatever you have wherever you are just enjoy love what you do and go ahead robert thanks again love it so valuable you you always lead me to an emergency room i need to spend time to think how to consume all this data how to change how to adapt and guys I recommend to anyone to subscribe to newsletter b2b creator newsletter to follow robert on linkedin because you can see a lot of valuable insights okay guys love you see you thanks for tuning in to unmiss enjoyed the show Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.